the Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, God Chose Us. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. And he ordained you. And he sanctified you. And see, that's why the devil want to make us think that the things of the world are more important than the things of the Lord. But see, at the end of the day, God has called all of us to serve this generation. So we must not, we must not just kick, oh, singing in the choir, I'm just an usher, I'm just this and that. Baby, don't you minimize what God has maximized. You got that? Don't, don't play that with God. Even if you don't do nothing but show up on Sunday morning to pass out envelopes, you're supposed to be found faithful, showing up to pass out envelopes. Then God will elevate you. Now you can tell the other people where to put the envelopes. <laughs> it, it works that way. Because promotion comes from the Lord. I never will forget. Uh, the pastor would ask us on Sunday morning, that was right when I was, I was a squeaky brand new preacher. But I didn't know that I was called to preach before the foundation of the world was laid. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Some of y'all didn't know that you were gifted to sing like that before the foundation of the world. Very few of us went to school to do what we're doing. Am I right about it? Very few of us. I don't have anything wrong with school. But school cannot refine for the most part all things being equal. School can't make no gift be in you. <laughs> it just can't. So we ought to praise God for wherever we go and making our money and we are gifted to do that and we are anointed to do that. Then when it switch over out of the world to the church scene, here we are operating in the gift of the Holy Spirit, laying hands on folk, teaching Sunday school, causing the word of God to go forth, singing in the choir, all these things, we're constantly serving. But we cannot listen to the devil and be effective following Christ. The devil will tell you, oh, that ain't nothing. That ain't important. Nothing God has is not important. You better understand that. Everything that God has to do with is very important. Very important. Okay, now notice this. Moses. You remember Moses, right? Exodus chapter 2. Verses 1 through 6. And there was a man of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw him, that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and daubed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein. And she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. And his sister stood afar off, that's Miriam, to see what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river. 
And her maidens walked along by the river's side. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the baby wept, because God pinched that baby. And she had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Now, now wait just a minute. There was a time. Now, now watch this. Can I show you something for real? I want you to hold your finger right here, and, and I want you to keep in mind we're talking about chosen, right? Am I right about it? Okay, I want you to go to uh, Genesis, the 15th chapter. Genesis chapter 15. Oh, man, my heart is just overflowing with a good matter. You know, sometimes the devil be busy attacking us. We hang out with the wrong people. We go in business sometimes with the wrong people. And by the time all that stuff be happening, we get a negative opinion of ourselves. And it look like everything we do look like it just fall apart right in front of us. And we wonder what's wrong. What is wrong is that we don't know that we've been called to do something different. And here we are over here trying to do this. Now we're taking all kind of medicine. Our head hurting. We're trying to make this work. Ain't nothing working. We're bumping our head up against the wall. We wasn't called to do that. <laughs> we, we were not called to do that. We have to understand that God had a purpose for us even getting here. Only thing we need to do is say something like this. Lord, show me, please. Okay? Now watch this because I want you to see this. Y'all still here? In Genesis, the 15th chapter, in verse 13, And God said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a sojourner in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterward shall they come out, with great substance. Listen to this. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. And thou shalt be buried in a good old age. Now this is what I need for you to see. God says in verse 13. Unto Abram. Know of a surety that thy seed. Somebody say seed. That thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs. And shall serve them. And they shall afflict them 400 years. And also that nation whom they serve shall serve will I judge. And afterward shall they come out with great substance. Notice what God did not do. He did not call Moses' name. I'm trying to help somebody here. He did not say who's going to be the deliverer after 400 years is going to be Moses. He didn't say that. He didn't call Moses' name. But watch this. So you won't miss it. God knew who he would send to deliver Israel. Oh, yes. He was going to send a murderer. Could I get some help in here? He was going to send a murderer. See, so don't you let the devil cause you to think that God ain't going to use you because you messed up. Or because you did something that God is not pleased with in your life. If we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So God says they're going to be down there for 400 years and afterward they're going to come out with great substance. Watch this. It was going to be Moses. Now go back to Exodus so you can see this. 
man, don't you let, this ain't going to sound right for church folk, but for those of you that are sanctified, you'll understand this. Don't you let no sin that you happen to fall in stop you from serving God. Because there's a way made. It's called a confession. If I confess my sin, he's faithful and just to forgive my sin and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Am I right about it? If a brother is overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest I also be tempted. So can't nothing knock you, for the most part, out of service. We're dealing in a world now that I ain't never seen it like this. You're going to go back 30 years on somebody that did something and bring them to justice. Man, if God was going back on some of us five days uh, <laughs> and bring us to justice, what would we do? Who would we call to defend us? Now watch this. So God didn't call Moses his name, but God had Moses in his mind, and God knew that Moses was going to be a murderer. He sure did. But why did, why did Moses kill that man? Moses killed that man because the devil told him to kill that man. Now, you got to be ready for this, what I'm about to say. So, so, so Moses killed that man because the devil told him to kill that man. Because Satan sensed that God was going to use this child. So if I can get him to kill somebody, now watch this. It wasn't no law then. But he killed the man. Because the devil thought, okay, if Moses kills somebody, God ain't going to use him. Watch this. Take a step up. King David in Bathsheba. The devil said, if I can get David to commit adultery with Bathsheba, God ain't going to use him. God sent Nathan, and this is what Nathan told David. God has put away your sin. You will not surely die. But watch this. Everybody else was killed for committing adultery. When you're chosen, (laughs) I don't know how to put this in words, but when you're chosen, baby, you ain't got enough sense to shake God off your tail. (laughs) The devil have us messing up and drinking and running over folk in our car where we just get started a prison ministry. That's all. Because whatever (laughs) whatever you call to do, the devil is not smarter than the Lord. Can I get a hallelujah in here? The devil, the devil, listen, he can have us make a straight fool out of ourselves. The calling on your life ain't going to move. It ain't moving. See, folk will get rid of you. Folk won't want to have anything else to do with you. Folk won't remember, won't forget all the stuff you did. But God will. He said, I cast your sins as far away from you as the east is from the west and will remember them no more. So the devil got Moses over here killing the man and got David over here having the man killed. And God used Moses and Moses brought over two million people out of Egypt. Am I right about it? That's the man that God said that that after 400 years, he was going to bring them out. It was Moses. But now, let's read on. You still with me? Can you say I'm chosen? In this same second chapter of Exodus, let's take a look at verses 11 through 15. And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown, because he was raised in Pharaoh's house, when Moses was grown, that he went out unto his brethren and looked on their burdens, and he observed an Egyptian smiting an Hebrew, one of his brethren. And he looked this way and that way. 
And when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together. And he said to him that did the wrong, wherefore smitest thou thy fellow? And he said, who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me as thou didst kill the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. Now when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. Now wait a minute. Y'all please see this. Please, please see this. The bad things we do and the stuff we mess up does not shake that chosen off you. (laughs) Are you listening? Now now watch God. Please watch this. Moses was raised up among black folk, Egyptians. Moses was from the tribe of Levi. Moses went out, he saw an Egyptian and a Hebrew into a scuffle or whatever. Moses killed the Egyptian. Wait a minute. Wasn't he raised by black folk? Yes, he was. But when Moses made a choice, he chose to kill the black man. Pharaoh's a black man. People, at the end of the day, this ain't going to sound good, ought to stand with their own people. So, here's the point. How then was God going to get Moses to go back into Egypt after 40 years? He let the word get out that Moses didn't kill an Egyptian. Pharaoh was an Egyptian. Moses, becoming fearful, fled into the land of Midian. He went to Midian just to see the bush burning so God could call him and send him. Oh, Whatever you done messed up, I mean, you know, the, the calling on your life. And every calling to the pulpit. Hello? The calling on your life, God making choice of you, have to allow certain circumstances to take place in your life so that he can separate you from it so you can hear him. <laughs> Sometimes we don't hear God until bad days come. So in the middle of all that, here you got a dead man over yonder. And you notice what the Bible says. Moses looked this way. And Moses looked that way. And guess what it said? He saw no man. Guess what the way he didn't look? He looked that way. But he murdered a man. And now he is at the burning bush years later. And what does the Lord tell him? I'm going to send you back down into Egypt. Am I right about it? God doesn't have a problem sending us back from where we came so that somebody can see the light. It's all working. Somebody say this word. It's all working according to his plan and purpose for my life. Even if I don't understand it, I'm still chosen. I'm elected, and whatever is happening that seemed to be against me is working for me. 
Now, you, you can take that to the bank. You can take that to the bank. Because God's word is going to prove itself in your life. And nobody can pull that chosen thing and that anointing off your life. Because the Bible says in another place, well, let me go ahead and repeat that. The Bible says in another place, I'm getting ready to go into Exodus chapter 3. The Bible says in another place that the same anointing that you have received of him abideth in you. You cannot lose the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is the seal. Now remember, we were chosen before the foundation of the world. God chose you to be a male and you to be a female. He put the chromosomes together for that to happen. So ain't no need of you trying to tell him he made a mistake. He chose your color. He chose your daddy. And your daddy chose your mama. And in, in, in the middle of all that's, that's going on, the way we were raised up, you know, and, and how we came along and all that, God has made all that stuff work out and it directed us to Jesus when he found us. And now that we are born again, it's nothing that can take you out of the Lord's hand. It's nobody that can turn God against you. It's just not going to work. God will never leave you, nor will he ever forsake you because you're chosen for his purpose. And when you, when you understand that, okay, you got some bills due. God got you. You know, you got to be a better steward, but you know, you understand what I'm saying. All right, here in Exodus 3, commencing at verse 7. If you have it, say, I have it. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a large and good land, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppress them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee, that I have sent thee, when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain. And that goes right back to what we were reading in Genesis 15. So Moses is the one that God was going to send even though he had killed a man. Now isn't that something? <laughs> now, now walk with me for just a minute. I'm trying to get a message over that God ain't going to ever leave you. He chose you for his purpose. Now here Moses had killed a man before the law. Right? Now, watch God. So God gives him the law, thou should not kill, and send him back. When God makes choice of you, please rest in this. It doesn't matter how many folk come against you. It does not matter how many bad mouths turn against you. It's not going to affect the anointing on your life. As a matter of fact, if anything, it ought to increase the volume. Because when you know who God is, you hasten to the throne. 
You get over there and say, Lord, arise and scatter your enemies. Oh, man, there's so many people tried to pull me down. I, I, I've been lied on more than the devil. But it, it doesn't bother me because they didn't call me. And if they didn't call me, they didn't choose me. I, you know, some of that stuff is probably true. I admit it. Some of it is probably true. The good stuff was. Okay? Don't sideline your life trying to figure out who's lying on you. Just remember, you're chosen, and at the end of the day, you're going to do just fine. Because God is able to make you stand. I read that somewhere in my Bible. God is able to make you stand. Okay? So, I got two things I want to conclude like this. So when we see that Moses was sent by God down into Egypt, he brought the children of Israel back out and brought them to uh, Mount Sinai, and God gave him there the law of the Ten Commandments. Now, here you got a man standing up, declaring the Ten Commandments to a whole nation. And when he gets to the part that says, thou shalt not kill, how do you think he felt? Because some of us deal with Scripture, and we're reading it, and we're guilty of it. Oh, man, I, I don't know how honest you want to be. Sometimes we're reading it, and we're guilty of it. And then we got to stand up here and teach it. How do you think that feel? You better hurry up and understand that God forgives sin. If not, who's, who is he going to use? It's not but one perfect fellow came through here, and he's now seated at God's right hand after death, burial, and resurrection. I'm not trying to make no hypocrite out of nobody, but let me tell you something. God forgives sin. And he uses the people that he just forgave. (laughs) So, you know, that's the way the system is set up. And those of us that know the sins of other people are called upon, if you are spiritual, restore such a one. Restore, yeah. Don't kick them out. Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest I also be tempted. We got to quit being so hard on other people because the sin that they may have committed, we didn't commit it, but we committed one. So we need to start showing mercy and compassion toward those that have fallen. Okay? Now, since God chose us and we didn't choose him, go to Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. Man, I'm getting ready to share something with you. going to curl your hair. Not right here, but it's coming up. Because we need to understand, man, God is serious about the call he put on our lives. God is serious about us walking in obedience. God is serious about us doing ministry. God is serious about everything he told us to do. And some people are slacking off. And when we start turning around, going back into the world, what are you looking for? And he's giving you everything you need. So we have to be careful right there. In Galatians chapter 1, look at verse 15 and 16. Are you there? This is Paul. Watch this. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles, immediately I conferred not 
with flesh and blood. Anybody got to ask whether or not God called him to preach? He didn't. <laughs> he didn't. Go on, usher. Huh? If you have to ask me or someone else if he called you to preach, he didn't. Now you're going to make yourself a preacher. You're not going to make it. You're not anointed to make it. It doesn't work that way. Well, you know, I knew Fred. I worked with him at AT AT&T. He was a dope head. So what were you while you were looking at my head? Paul says, when it pleased God. Now, that was your birthday right there. Your birthday came when it pleased God. When it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, Listen to this and call me, somebody say this, by his grace. I asked you a question a moment ago. Today's message, God Chose Us, FC2672, FC2672 is available on CD for only $10. And it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885. Or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. Or email us, greenwoodacres at comcast.net. Now the question is, will I do his will and There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. 
I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.